Well, good morning. It's good to be with you. Um, I'm glad that you're joining with us online today. It's, it's great to be together no matter how we are able to do that. You know, the, the past months especially, uh, the month of June and, and going into this month of, of July has been a really difficult for one uh, for us as leadership. Uh, we've, we've tried to make plans and move forward, and each time that we thought that we had a, a good plan in place, we found that numbers changed and standards changed and things changed. And I know that many of you are ready to come back inside, and I know others of you are glad that we are pausing and, and waiting and being a little more patient to come back inside. However you feel about this, um, I would just want you to know that every decision that we're making is made out of love. Um, it's not made out of fear. It is not made out of fear. It's made out of love. And as your pastor and as the leadership of this church, I will tell you that we would rather err on the side of love than on the side of just pushing ahead to in-person worship that could possibly cause illness or even worse to, to you or your loved ones. And so we will keep you posted on what we're doing. Obviously, we're online only today. Wow, if you drove by the church at 930 this morning, uh, you, there, we weren't out there. So we're online today. We're online next week, the 26th, and then we'll let you know uh, before next week starts where we're going from there. Um, we are in this second week of the series called Dangerous Prayers, and Exodus chapter 3 is where we're going to be today, in the Old Testament, Exodus chapter 3. And while you're turning there, this is uh, well, dangerous prayers are, are these prayers, are these statements that we find in Scripture. And last week we looked at this prayer that Jesus' disciples prayed that said, Make me bold. And my goodness, that was really challenging. Well, today it's just as dangerous. And it's, it's not necessarily you would find it as a prayer as it is a response to God, but that is a prayer. I mean, that's what I would categorize and define as a prayer. But it's a response to God. And it's these three words that are said to God. And it's these words. Here I am. Here I am. And beginning in verse 1 of Exodus 3, I, I want to read this conversation, this encounter that God is having with Moses. It says this, One day Moses was tending the flock of his father-in-law Jethro, the priest of Midian. He led the flock far into the wilderness and came to Sinai, the mountain of God. And there the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a blazing fire from the middle of of a bush. Moses stared in amazement. And though the bush was engulfed in flames, it didn't burn up. This is amazing, Moses said to himself. Why isn't that bush burning up? I must go and see it. And when the Lord saw Moses coming to take a closer look, God called to him from the middle of the bush, Moses, Moses. Here I am, Moses replied. Here I am. God speaks to Moses, telling him, if you read on, you'll find where God tells him, take off your sandals because where you are standing, Moses, it is holy ground. 
where you're standing right now, it is holy ground. And I think about this, and there's something holy about having an encounter with God from places we never expected. I mean, they're holy anytime we have an encounter with God, but you know that God's up to something when he has an encounter with you in a place you didn't expect. God showed up in a very unexpected way for Moses. I mean, very unexpected. And what I would offer to you today is is to say that God's doing that in our lives. He's doing that. I mean, think about it. As we continue to meet online, four months ago, you could walk into our church and encounter God here in worship. All over the country, the world, people could walk into churches and encounter God in worship. But guess what's happening now? It's happening in kitchens and living rooms right now. It's happening on morning walks. It's happening while someone's sipping their coffee or at the beach right now or at the lake or, or up in the mountains. This very moment, very unexpected places that you thought you might find yourself encountering God on a Sunday morning because you're used to being in the building. I mean, for four months now, we've had to learn what it's like, and it's been difficult. I will, I will confess this to you. We've had to learn what it's like to experience God's very real presence outside of the church building that we have come to be accustomed to and used to. And for some of you, and I know this because I've talked to you, you tell me, oh, it just isn't the same. No, duh. It's not the same because it's not the same. <laughs> and maybe that's just your polite way of saying you don't like it. But, but of course it's not the same. Oh, it's too hard to focus. Oh my goodness, I get that. I get that for sure. But you know what I've noticed <laughs> for me and my family? Is we don't have a problem focusing on 47 episodes of whatever we're binge watching. <laughs> Ouch. It's different, no doubt. Listen, Moses had never worshipped before a bush that was on fire before. I promise you. It would have been written if it had. Moses had never done that before. It wasn't even close to what he knew to be worship of God. But you know what he did? He worshipped there. And so I want you to hear this. You know, I, I sent a text to Josh and Justin last night. I don't even know, 9.30, 10 o'clock, and I said, hey, guys, um, God told me to completely change my message for tomorrow. <laughs> and I had been typing furiously and just reading Scripture, and, and I paused long enough to send them a message just to give them a little bit of a heads up. Hey, you know all those things that you put in the, you know, to be ready and, and you know, the songs, you know, hey, I, going in a different direction. But I, I know that there's a reason why. So I know for you watching right now, I know that, that someone needs to hear this today. I, I would think that you, hopefully you, you needed to hear what we, what we were working on before, but you know what, that can wait. Listen, the holy presence of God has never had boundaries. Moses may have thought, well, I can't worship you here, God. But no, no, God said, oh, there's no boundaries here. Take off those sandals, Moses. 
when he called on Moses and Moses responded, here I am. And I don't want those kind of boundaries in my life either, right? We just sang these words, forever I am changed, I'll never be the same. And I promise you, Moses could have written that song. From that moment, from that place, standing before that burning bush without his sandals on, forever I am changed. I will never be the same. And so I, I'm, I know I'm kind of harping on this for a moment, but I think it's important to hear, are we going to let the fact that, that we aren't in a room together stop what God wants to do? Heck no. Absolutely not. Are we going to plug our ears and pretend that we don't hear God calling to each of us in his creative, holy, powerful ways just because we're not in an auditorium together? That would be ridiculous. And I love this about this passage in Exodus 3, and this is what really just grabbed a hold of me yesterday. There's a play on words that occurs. You may have noticed it before. I know I have, but it just really impacted me yesterday. There's this play on words, and it's these, the words am and I. There's a play on words that's about to happen, and what happens is they get flipped around, and, and in one moment they come with so much confidence, and another time fear, and, and then power, depending on how it's said, depending on who is saying it. So God calls out to Moses in verse 4, and Moses' response is, here I am. That's a really good response. When God calls on you, that's a great response, friends. Here I am. Here I am. It's dangerous. It's beautiful, but my goodness, it's dangerous. So then, because Moses has responded, hey, God, here I am, God starts to tell Moses, and you can read about it there. He starts to tell Moses what he wants him to do. God has plans for Moses, for his people. He has big plans. He has what I would call freedom plans. He has restoration plans. He has no more slavery plans. And isn't that good stuff? I mean, think about that for a minute. Do you need some freedom plans? Do you need some restoration plans? Do you need some no more being bound up by slavery plans? Because God has them for his people. And that's you. But these plans freak Moses out. <laughs> I mean, a lot, because of what God says to him in verse 10. And God says, Now go, for I am sending you to Pharaoh. You must lead my people, Israel, out of Egypt. Here I am. All right, now go and lead my people out of Egypt. And here's where the same words get flipped around. See, Moses said, here I am. And then listen to what verse 11 says right here in, in Exodus 3. But Moses protested to God, and he says, who am I? Just a few moments ago, here I am, and now, who am I? Who am I to appear before Pharaoh? He says, who am I to lead the people out of Egypt, the people of Israel out of Egypt? Who am I? From here I am to who am I? From a statement to a question, from a response to kind of a protest. 
And this is why this is a dangerous prayer. This is why here I am is a dangerous response to God, but it's a beautiful response. Listen, I, I want to talk specifically to those of you right now. And you, when I talk about being on holy ground, when I talk about encountering God the way, the way Moses encountered God in front of that, that bush that was on fire, yet it wasn't burning up, so it kind of defies everything you know about fire, right? When Moses was there and God said, you're on holy ground, Moses, remove those sandals. This is a special place. I want to talk to those of you right now that when I say that, you're going, I'm in this place. I understand this place. I, I, I know this calling that God has, ha- has had on me. I've heard this. I've heard this call. I've heard this moment. I've, I've read this. I've seen this. I've experienced this. God's call is it's burning in you just like that bush was burning before Moses. But maybe somewhere along the way you've gotten overwhelmed. Maybe somewhere along the way you you just got scared unsure maybe maybe you felt powerless and you went from maybe dangerously confidently right declaring to God here I am and now suddenly you're whimpering who am I who am I and maybe you felt like you failed and maybe the call that moment has become a, a more of a faint memory than it has this, this burning moment. Maybe you thought you've missed your chance, and maybe you thought it's passed you by. I just want to tell you something. You're in good company. One of the star performers in the history of God loving the world, Moses, he did the same thing. Right? Boldly, dangerously declaring, here I am. Here I am. God said, remove your sandals. He, he kicked those babies off. He, yes, I'm on holy ground. I am before God. But then suddenly, when he finds out what is asked of him, he protests. Who am I? Is that a lack of faith? It definitely is. But please don't miss this. When you ask, who am I? You are exactly where God wants you to be. Hang with me. When you whimper out, who am I? You are exactly where God wants you to be. You've lost faith. And guess what? You know who you've lost faith in? Yourself. You've lost faith and, and you, that you got this covered on your own. You've lost faith that you can do what it is that God just told you to do. And I believe this, and, and maybe you know, some really awesome, smart theologian will tell me differently, but I believe that if Moses had heard the daunting task that was before him from God to free the Israelites from Egypt... And if he had confidently said, got it, and put those sandals back on and marched back out, out and, and went on to Egypt, I don't think we'd even know the name Moses today. Because he would have failed. See, this kind of dangerous response to God, this kind of dangerous prayer, isn't just, here I am, I'm ready. But it comes with a heavy, heavy dose of humility 
and realization. A humble realization that we do not have what it takes on our own to make a bush to be on fire but not burn up. We don't. We do not have that kind of power to bring freedom. We do not, inside of ourselves, on our own, carry the kind of power that brings restoration. We don't carry within us hope, the kind of hope that makes a difference. We don't carry within us, on our own, apart from God, the kind of stuff that truly changes people's lives. We don't. We don't have the power to speak to a king. We don't have the power to perform miracles. We don't have the power to lead millions of people from death to life. Right now in our country, right now in our country, there's a whole lot of well-meaning, passionate people who want to bring about real change, who want to bring about healing, who want to bring about restoration, who want to bring about hope. And I'm telling you, just declaring here I am is not enough. It's not enough. You want to bring freedom? You want to bring deliverance? You need a, a burning bush kind of power, and we don't have that on our own. And only God gives that kind of power to his change makers. Only God does that. You want to be used by God? You're confidently declaring right now, here I am, use me. I'm here, here I am. You want to bring about change in the hearts of people? You boldly declare, here I am. But I just want to tell you, you need to humbly follow it up with who am I? But who am I? In verse 13, Moses protests. If I go to the people of Israel... And tell them the God of your ancestors has sent me to you. They will ask me, what is his name? Then what should I tell them? So Moses was right where God wanted him. See, here I am, but who am I? Here I am, but who am I? And then God replies to Moses in verses 14 and 15. And it says, I am who I am. God's response. Say this to the people of Israel. I am has sent me to you. Then God also said to Moses, say this to the people of Israel. Yahweh, the God of your ancestors, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob has sent me to you. And then he says this. I love this. It's beautiful. He says, this is my eternal name, my name to remember for all generations. Same words different meaning different power here I am it's a willingness on Moses' part who am I a humble realization on Moses' part and then God declaring I am who I am so porch community as the Lord said to Moses, this is holy ground. May the ground where your feet 
are at this exact moment be holy ground. May you realize that there is a God who desperately loves you and wants to move in you and through you, not just for you, but for others. May this ground be holy ground. May, may you hear God calling to you wherever you are right now. Not me, not, not even the music, but deeper than that, that you hear God's Spirit calling your name and your response is beautifully dangerous. Here I am. But it comes with a humility and an understanding that on your own, apart from God, even with great intentions, your plans are so very weak. So you must ask, who am I? Who am I? So that the same God who showed up for Moses in the most unexpected place, in a most unexpected way, will work through you for his purposes. Let the I am who I am get your attention today to rekindle what you thought was lost, to give you what you need to, to do what only he can do. And that's to bring life, to bring hope, and to bring freedom. And that comes through the person of Jesus Christ who has given himself so we might have life. His sacrifice for you, his death for you, his resurrected life for you, for you. Here I am. Who am I? But you hear God say to you today, I am. And go in that power, go in that understanding, go in that purpose. Know that you are on holy ground and that God has a calling in your life. And it could change the world. Would you pray with me? Father, we, I, can most certainly neglect. I mean, I think about the people that are at home right now that are just, like, they're, they're sitting in their living room. They're, they're, maybe they're driving their car. They're at the beach. They're, they're doing different things. And God, would you reveal to them that where they are is holy ground, that, that you desire to work in them and to, to move in them, and, and you want to reveal yourself to them. And, Lord, that we would just, whatever boundaries we've tried to put up and be like, well, you know, it's not really worship. You know, we're not really there. We're not really together. We're not really. You've never been limited by boundaries. And I pray that we would not try to put up any kind of boundaries or limitations right now. God, would you rekindle the calling that, I, that many people right now are, are 
they're going, I remember that. It's there. It's, it's been there, and I, and I didn't know what to do with it, and I wasn't sure where to take this, and I thought that my moment had passed, but, but even in just participating this morning, they, they've heard you call out their name again and again. And that they're willing to say, here I am. (laughs) But who am I? I'm nothing without Jesus. The I am, the great God who, who gave Jesus for us that we might have life. Lord, I pray there's so many encounters happening in this moment that there are people who are who are surrendering to Christ right now and there's no doubt that that is holy ground. And Lord, that another encounter going on right now is that people are they're recalling that burning bush moment in their life. And they're saying once again, here I am. Lord, I have no doubt that you want to move through your people this week in our community. And we're not bound by a building. We're not bound by a property line. Because we follow a God who has no boundaries. So would you work in us and would you work through us for the sake of your son, Jesus Christ. And it's in that holy, powerful, dangerous name we pray.